0: the free kick. Coloccini nearly got a head on it. Chiote, great strike! Goal! It's an absolutely fantastic goal. He bounces off the crossbar. It is into the net. Would you believe it? Di Carigi! Palatelli,
1: Aguero,
0: oh! staggering, just staggering. I swear you'll never see anything.
1: Had from their ruins!
0: it Oh, USA! No, no. oh, yeah! yeah! <laughs> uh,
2: oh, it's a new year! New DeMartin download! New everything, new host. In the studio, Aiden Hunt joins us today. Ian Gilmore and Adam Baker and the newbie Aiden Hunt. Aiden, how you doing?
0: Doing good. It's a, it's a pleasure to be here, gentlemen. Appreciate you uh, welcoming me on.
1: Of course. Of course. Adam, how's your break? You know, it was good and then outside of anything that happened in my personal life, Erling Haaland joined Dortmund. So. That just makes it. That's Plenty. literally Hey, cause for celebration. Didn't
2: we before, didn't we do like uh what do you want for Christmas in the footballing world? It wasn't a striker for Dortmund. One of them,
1: sort of. We talked about it the week before, and we were making up rumors. I said either Holland or Havertz. Didn't expect it to actually happen, but you know we'll take credit for starting the rumor.
2: Yeah, Merry Christmas. Yeah, yeah. The rumor started on the Martin Download for real. We need credit from Sky Sports News. Well, hey, it's a new year, uh, better and bigger than ever. We're trying to go with the Martin Download. You heard the new intro. Hopefully, we'll get a, a new and better one with some silky voice on it as well. Oh, it's gonna be great. Uh, we've got the best show of the year so far.
0: <laughs> good one. <That>
1: <laughs> fell kind of flat, but you, know, you, you, you really tried. It is. Uh, he was the biggest fan of that joke. <laughs> <laughs> it was good. It was good. Come on.
2: Uh, very busy time in world football since we've been gone. We've been gone for uh, about a month. Stuff happened in college. There's a new national champion. A lot's happened within uh, pr- Premier League all throughout Europe. Liverpool are club w- World Cup champions. Uh, so we got a lot to go Uh, And and do this episode Like I said, new college champion Champions League round of 16 preview Adam's got two of his teams in there And Aiden will bring you his analysis as well Um, Liverpool, like I said Club World Cup champions And FIFA just released their team of the year cards We gotta do a little bit of talking about that Because I have some strong feelings about some of the people that were included uh, But also some of these cards are just insane I don't know if you guys saw them But these are crazy Crazy So let's just go Right away. Let's go. Get into it. College Cup. Um, we made our brackets right away, Adam. Run run the college cup uh was was getting underway. How did your predictions turn out?
1: Not as good as yours. Uh don't think I got it. I didn't get a team in the final.
2: That's a, so, that's okay. Yeah, you know it's it okay.
1: I had uh two teams in the semis. But the two yeah, no. The two losers in the semis that I had two out of four up, in the semis is yeah. not bad.
2: Not bad. That's something to hang your hat
1: on. And then the teams ahead losing naturally made it to the final. <laughs> they, so it was, it, it was a little rough towards the end. But. Sometimes it happens like that.
2: I, I will uh, gladly say I I guessed the final correctly and guessed the winner out of 48 teams. And I you might say this is the one seed and the three seed, but you know what? You know what? I don't care.
1: No, it was I impressive. Care. I didn't. I sold out on Georgetown after losing to Michigan State last year. Yeah. I kind of thought it would be. Well, I had them losing to Washington in the semis, they ended up winning that game. But yeah, they, uh, it was an interesting one. I, w- watching that shootout, I-, I think Georgetown had a few saveable ones. Yep. Agreed. I think it was the fourth one that kind of went through the goalie's hand. Yes. And at the time, that would have put them on Virginia on track to win. No excuses, obviously, but. They got the championship. Yep. The
2: Hoyas, national champions. Um, one other big thing today is MLS super draft is going on. I don't know if you guys saw, but uh Patrick Nielsen went off the board at number 23 overall to Atlanta United and Michael Watungu over uh, 43, I think or forty six. Forty six to Real Salt Lake. So two Spartans in the pros. I want to know you guys what your thoughts are on how far they're gonna go. Do you think they're gonna maybe we'll see him in MLS next season, like we did Juan Jones. If they'll ride the bench in the MLS, or if they'll go to like the second team,
1: uh, I, th- I got some high hopes for uh, Nielsen over at Atlanta, and I watched them a lot, so I would like it if he would take the spot. So I'm a, I'm a ride with that one. He'll get the spot. You're, are you saying he's gonna start next year? Not, 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 not at the beginning. Okay. But I think he'll make his way to like a rotation center, a rotation bag? defender. Okay.
2: I think he's definitely got the, the uh, all the measurables. Yeah. Big guy. Really good in the air, and same thing with Michael Watungu. I, I wasn't sure if he would get drafted because I I don't know there wasn't you know big talk around him. And mm-hmm. I know Aiden, you had a class with him.
0: Yeah, so I'm I'm not going to pretend to be a, a Spartan soccer expert by any means, but I have had I've had a couple classes actually with Mikey Watungu, and he, I I was not aware that he got drafted today. I saw that Nielsen had gotten drafted, but I did not know that Watungu was. Uh, so that's pretty exciting. One of the classes I had with him was a soccer coaching class. So I got to play like futsal with this guy no way. for an entire semester, which was a lot of fun. And he just, you know, dusted all of right. us regularly. But a uh, super nice guy. Couldn't be happier for him. Claimed Claim
2: to fame. Played soccer yeah. with a maybe future MLS player. And who knows? Um, and Adam, and you have, have covered, you know, the, the MSU soccer team this season. Uh, and, and next year's a long way away. But we did some way too early predictions for just MSU. But now I want your way-too-early prediction. Who wins it all next year? Does Georgetown repeat or does somebody new come
1: in? Uh, repeating is kind of hard. I'll yes. say Virginia goes back to the final and gets it this time.
2: Okay. um, I, I, Virginia is one of those teams that's up there every year, and same thing with Wake Forest. And I think Wake Forest, haven't had one in a little while, I think they get back, and I think they're going to win it all next year.
1: Yeah, I counted out Wake Forest, and that kind of ruined my bracket when Michigan lost to them. Yep,
2: we, we hopped on the Michigan train, and it didn't serve us well
1: yeah but you see uh Halahan got drafted to LAFC. Yep. That he t- he is literally just like a,
2: a a reincarnation of Carlos Vela. Not as good. Yeah, not yeah. as good. Not but on the same the style, level. The style. Yes, cutting on his left foot and his left foot is just lethal. It's kind of like a, a if he was like training under Tom Brady. He's like training under Carlos Vela sort of thing.
0: That's it. That's an Iron Robin uh, classic. Yes. That was his trademark yeah. move yes. was just he's going to cut inside and he's going to bend it top bins on his left foot every single time. Yep. And you know what? Nobody in Germany knew how to stop it. They just <laughs> let them do it for years.
1: Unfortunately.
0: Okay, that wraps up college for the foreseeable future,
2: I think. Until we get uh, going next season, we'll kind of, you know, preview some of the guys that just came in from Michigan State. They announced their uh, freshman class a little while ago, but we're done with college for a little while. And so we'll move into the Champions League round of 16. Some great matchups. I'll just go through a list off, I think, the best ones. Uh, of course, Dortmund PSG. Liverpool, Atletico, Real Madrid, Man City. And then probably Chelsea, Bayern as well. You can put in that you know, the upper echelon. So, uh Dortmund, that's your team Adam, so I'll, I'll let you take the reins here. Dortmund, PSG got to got to give us everything. You know, who's who's going to score? What's the final score going to be after the it's two legs, right? Round of 16, it's two yeah. legs. What's the score going to be aggregate? Who goes through? Everything.
1: So, I felt sick when I woke up that day cuz you know, <laughs> my favorite team against the team I picked to win it all. So, you know, that that one of those dying off in the round of 16 is going to be a pain. So PSG is obviously the favorite. They're the better team. They haven't lost in the Champions League this season. They have Dortmund's old coach, so that's an interesting little piece to the matchup. Yep. I, I don't know how much of an advantage that might help. How much Tuchel still knows about Dortmund and how much like he's going to shine on his players. And I'm stuck if, like, On one hand, I feel like Dortmund has the kind of team that can give PSG issues. We can decently possess it in the midfield, and we're great on the counter. And PSG is going to have the ball a lot. So that's... The second part is going to be crucial to our game plan. And we have pretty fast... Dortmund have a pretty fast front line. Again, one that can give the PSG back line some issues. But then that just gets multiplied going the other way. Because Dortmund have some slow defenders... And PSG have Neymar and Mbappe and Di Maria. And then Acardi just waiting in the middle to feast on whichever Dortmund defenders out of position.
2: Right. How much do you think Holland will play a part right away?
1: Oh, he's gonna play a huge part. Target forward. They're gonna need his scoring. And that's been the issue for Dortmund, that they really don't have like that Route One style of scoring, whether it's over the top or crossing. So I hope he can play a big role. He hasn't played a game for Dortmund yet, obviously with the winter break. So I haven't really seen how the team will fit in, but they have time till the mid-February to play. So I think for Dortmund, the big key, and like it sounds simple, they have to win the home first leg. Yep. Because if they have to play an open game in Paris, this can easily turn into a blowout. So who goes through? I know you're conflicted, but if
2: you have to get get rid of all all the biases, who who do you think goes through?
1: If I was betting. And, you know, advising people on how who to put, PSG goes through.
2: And on what aggregate score?
1: I'll say Dortmund wins the first leg 2-1, loses the second. 4-2.
2: Okay.
1: I think it's going to be high sc- ah, 2-1 even seems too low scoring because, I mean, neither team's best trait is defense, even though PSG <laughs> right. did keep five clean sheets in the group stage that kind of just dominated every game. So maybe... Three two in the first leg, four two in the second. Okay.
0: Aiden agree, disagree. So I think Baker's being way too uh just reserved. I don't think he wants to to jinx Dortmund at all. So I'm gonna do it for him because I think PSG is bunch <laughs> to choke artists, to be honest. I know they have a, a great attacking line, but you gotta look at the defense. If you if you look at the way Jaden Sancho has been able to really come into his own on that wing position for Dortmund, and you look at how not very deep PSG is at fullback. Whether you put in Munier or you put in Bernat or you put in Krizawa, it doesn't really matter because Sancho will be able to expose them. I don't care who they are. And you don't know who they're going to put in net. It could be Kaylor Navas, which would make more sense. Sergio Rico, a year ago, was struggling to be the starting keeper at Fulham on loan and is now getting major minutes for PSG. That makes no sense. So I think if they can get a good attacking rhythm, they can easily just break open either of these two games, especially in the in the home half game. So I, I like... Dortmund to win the first leg of the game three one, and then PSG at home will win two nil, but they won't have. Oh no, they will have the away. They'll have the away goal, so I will take PSG barely, but on away goals. Okay, that's it.
2: Well, the thing is too, PSG does have a history of struggling in Champions League because they. I mean, they they win their domestic league just or, about every year because
0: they don't play in a real league. They play in right. league 1, which is trash. They right. suck.
2: And that's been their thing is they've wanted that Champions League, but they've never got it. So, yeah, you guys both think they're gonna get through I think the round cause, of sixteen because like there's still a long way to go after that, of course. Yeah. but
1: because Dorman's big issue, because Dorman will dominate most of their league games, and then just like it only they'll either make a mistake or like a simple cross will get past will end up going in on them. So then you go to PSG, and they're just gonna be attacking nonstop for the majority of the game. I highly doubt Dortmund controls the possession, and I just don't think Dorman has the defense to keep up. And I think, I think Dortmund's offense can expose PSG's defense, but just not to the level that PSG's offense will do it to theirs. Yeah.
2: Okay. And then another team that I know, Adam, you support Liverpool as well, Aiden, right? Yeah. yeah so do. this is – you guys are both – Proudly. You guys are both invested. In, and you went through the Benteke and the – Oh, man. Those years.
0: Yeah, so I, I started following Liverpool back in – oh, man. I started like really kind of paying attention in 2014-15. It was the first year without Luis Suarez – and it was Brandon Rodgers' last full season because he was uh, sacked in the middle of the twenty fifteen sixteen season, and that's when I really started paying attention. Which, by the way, great year to get started in in the, the Premier League, getting to be a fan because that was the Leicester City run. Yep, and it was just bananas to watch that. Yep. So yeah, had to struggle with Pen- with Christian Benteke, Ricky Lambert missing three, I think, or four open goals. <laughs> In the Premier League, and then uh, scored two. He had a brace against Liverpool his first year with Crystal Palace, which was so annoying.
2: Completely understandable for Christian Benteke.
0: Yeah, oh yeah, which made no sense. And then Jurgen Klopp came in and just decided to to revolutionize Liverpool's entire attacking game. So, I mean, I have I've had to struggle a little bit, but it's it's fun being a Liverpool fan right well, now, especially so, now. Yeah, got, thirteen points clear at the top of the table, yeah, Champions well, League. You league. never know. There have been three teams in the history of the Premier League who have been leading the league, top of the table at Christmas. And then did not win the league. All three of them were Liverpool teams.
2: Newcastle was top at Christmas once too.
0: Did yes. not know that. Maybe it but was just in I, it in was this, three in
2: the last like fifteen years. Maybe was it just like in English this millennia. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, because, it, because that was that was, was, that was in the nineties. But yes, the Gerrard slip and but, everything else. Has, they, so you've th- gone through none of those, that. None of oh, those
1: yeah. teams are thirteen points clear with a game in hand on True. second.
2: Yeah. Newcastle was ten points clear, but thirteen is a little more. And then different back then, but. Uh, Liverpool-Atletico. This this is a wonderful matchup. Atletico just beat Barcelona today, came back in the last 10 minutes to get
0: to the Spanish Super Cup final. It's going to be a Madrid derby in the final.
2: In Saudi Arabia. Yeah, why? <laughs> wonderful. Just put it at the uh, Bernabeu, who cares? Exactly. All right, you guys, take it away. Liverpool-Atletico.
0: You me I'll take it. So this is a really fun matchup. This is actually, Atletico is, if I had to say, my second favorite team. If you, if you can have a second favorite Ooh. favorite club, oh, you can, mine is course. Atletico. So it'll be a fun matchup. I thought Atletico was going to have a much harder time adjusting post-Antoine Griezmann's departure. Yep. They're only five points off the top of the table from Barcelona and Real Madrid. So they're doing fine domestically. They're going to be in the, the Spanish Super Cup after today when they you know came back against Barcelona. It's a good team, Atletico. They, you know, Jano Black, I still think is one of the top keepers in all of Agreed. world football. He is just an absolute machine. Even struggle they after Diego Godin leaves to go play wherever I don't even know where he's at. Is inner? He? Oh, he's an inner. Yep. Um, he, they have been able to adjust well. Jose Maria Jimenez, who I thought would have been one of the most exciting prospects and would have gotten bought by a bigger club a long time ago, is now just the staple of their defense. Koke's really taken over that captain's role ever since the departure of Godin. Uh, that midfield is great, him and Saul. Alvaro Morata, even though he was kind of a joke at Chelsea, was fine <laughs> but didn't really get the right. recognition or the playing time he probably deserved has come into his own a little bit too. Thomas Lamar, still a speedy, speedy guy on the wing. But wing players don't really matter against Liverpool because you have two of the best fullbacks, if not the two best fullbacks in the world. Right. Trent Alexander-Arnold and Andy Robertson the liverpool attacking three you don't really need to say much about them it's going to come down to how well the midfield plays and how how much energy really liverpool has because they have 13 14 fit players cuz so everybody's either hurt or they're just they're playing so many games right. and Ian Brewster just went on loan to swansea city that's one attacker less than they had last week so it, it it's going to be a fun matchup i don't want to you know jinx either of these teams especially liverpool i think they're Focus is almost entirely on the Premier League right now. They won the Champions League last year. I'm sure they'd love to do it this year. Right. But you know where Liverpool's priorities are. I think... I don't know who hosts the, the first leg. It's it, in Spain. It's in Spain. So I'm going to go 1-0 Liverpool in Spain. And then I'm going to go 1-1 at, in Anfield. So I think Liverpool will will win the the matchup. I think they'll win 2-1 on an aggregate. That crucial goal at anfield at home will cancel out an, an atletico away goal so i think liverpool will move on to the next round but this is gonna be a fun matchup i'm excited to watch this game it'll be huge adam your thoughts
1: uh with like okay i'm going for liverpool obviously i'm really not that nervous atletico just until today i haven't i've seen them in the big games they haven't won a single one they lost to juve in the group and tied them at home they tied Madrid at home, lost to Barca in the league, tied Valencia and, lo- and tied Sevilla. So anytime we've really seen them in an important game, they haven't until today really showing up. And their offense is struggling, to say the least. They have like twenty two goals in nineteen games, and they're about to go up against Van Dijk and those boys with Allison behind right. them. So I just, unless it's an O block show for one hundred eighty straight minutes over the two legs, and they can nick a O a random goal or two on the counter. I think Liverpool has it and they just don't lose games anymore or tie them. <laughs> That's true. And by then, at least in the league.
2: Champions League is a different
1: animal. Yeah. But even that, I mean, they're the reigning champions. And they have done enough in the league to I don't exactly know how the schedule is for the games before. But they can play like a, a weekend lineup the weekend before. And it's shown that even that can work. They beat Everton twice: once with a mixed B team, the other one with the youth academy.
0: <laughs> which, which Kyle Turk was was very happy about.
1: Yeah. Now looking, at, <laughs> no, they're uh, they have Norwich the week before the first leg, and then Bournemouth at home the week before the second. See, Bournemouth's tricky though. It is, but it's is at Anfield.
0: Yeah, but Bournemouth somehow will always pull off like a huge win away once a season yep. for some reason it's usually Chelsea it's the yeah. Eddie they, did, they yeah. did
1: beat Chelsea already yeah. this season I think
0: it's like you, you can count on on like Callum Wilson to to just score a hat trick out of nowhere for no reason at all just, that's how Bournemouth rolls they're just like oh, we're just gonna play really well one game a year and stay in the Premier League which side note is f- really frustrating
2: in fantasy Callum Wilson because yeah. all he does is go off once every five games Never know whether they play them or not, but that's sorry. That's but complete side note. A
1: little uh, side note about Liverpool, they've never lost a two-legged tie with Jurgen Klopp in charge. Really, he got hired that first year when they're in the Europa League. They went to the finals and lost. The next year they weren't in. The year after that they went to the Champions League final, lost to Madrid. Awesome, the year after they wow. beat, they beat uh, Spurs, and then even in what League Cup they went to the semis once, won it. What well, won the semifinal matchup?
0: Hmm. I didn't think about that. That's wild. Yeah, that was under Klopp uh, against Man City. Yeah, they the lost sh- to Man City the in the shootout, huh? shootout. In a penalty shootout. That's,
2: so really, That's a really understated fact. Because like,
1: like, everyone will say... Think how,
2: how big that is.
1: Because everyone will say Atletico has never got knocked... Well, besides Deer, they didn't make it out of the group stage. Every time Atletico has got knocked out since 2014 has been by Ronaldo. Mm. Either Madrid or Juve. Last
2: year's Juve, yeah.
1: And then I realized like, Liverpool just hasn't lost either. They're... Don't lose these ties. So I just think they're they're just better. They're a better Atletico in terms of like you know winning the dirty games, making mm. the other team play worse.
2: Well, and the way Liverpool have done it this year too is, like you say, they're not winning pretty all the time, but they're getting it done, they're grinding out results, and they're 13 points clear at the top of
0: the table. They'll have like 80% possession, yep. pass the ball around the entire outside of the, the field, and, and, just, they'll, and they'll just win the game. They'll bleed the clock down, which is, as a Liverpool fan, kind of boring to watch. Yeah. <laughs> But it's it, effective.
1: It is, but at the same time, like I watch Dortmund struggle to keep one goal leads, taking in twenty crosses in the last five minutes, and then I'll see Liverpool up one for forty minutes, not giving up a single chance, and it's it's relieving to see a team know how to win. You Aiden,
2: know, if you want to switch and watch a team that only has twenty three percent possession every game, try Newcastle. <laughs> try Newcastle. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Next matchup. This is I think this is underrated. This might be my favorite one of the round. Real Madrid, Man City, because th- th- these are two teams that. Real Madrid isn't necessarily underperforming this year. I'd say Man City is, but Real Madrid also—it's it, a whole new era for them. It's no Ronaldo. It, It's—it's—I it's, know it's Dan's back, but this is this is a Real Madrid team that it, it's starting to just look different than uh, the the classic Real Madrids have. Uh, they've only won the league once since 2012. I think they're they're thirsting for something, and I don't know if they're gonna get in the Champions League this year because I think if you ask a Real Madrid fan. If they'd rather have the league or the Champions League this year, I think they'd take, I this could just be me, I think they'd take the Spanish League, be just because they haven't won it for a while, and they they won La Decima, and then what, three after that? Uh, and then you have Man City that have underperformed in the league this season, have honestly underperformed in the Champions League, struggling against a very weak group, but somehow they still get out, they get first in their group, and, and they're lined up against Real Madrid. So I think it's going to be interesting, uh, and I have no idea which way this is going to go.
0: Can can both of these teams lose? Is that allowed? <laughs> I think they should just I, both I, lose.
2: I would like if they did. That'd be great.
0: Maybe if they just neither of them score a single goal and they just go at seventy PKs or something
1: like that. To get, d, get DQ'd. Get the to get the loser of Dortmund PSG in instead. Yeah, <laughs> yeah there you go. I'd be fine with that.
0: Um, it, City hasn't won a game against Madrid in their last four matchups. They're they're two and two and oh they or or they're O oh, two and two because they they can't beat them. But th- this seems like a game that Zidane will not get his guys up for. Like you said, I think they'd rather just win the the league as opposed to winning the Champions League. And, and I don't want to say they're giving up on the league, but I think Pep would is kind of putting more of an emphasis on the Champions League this season. yeah, Because they see Liverpool 14 or however many points they're ahead, and they're like, well, we've won the last two years, we don't really care. We, you know, we've been dominating England. Let's go try to dominate Europe. So they're going to throw all their guys out there for for the Champions League, especially against Madrid. You don't just throw out a half effort. And we'll, yeah, I won't. Yeah, use you the bad language. <laughs> uh, half effort team out there against Madrid. We're going to actually, you know, care about this game. And so I, I I like City in this matchup. I don't feel good about saying that. Like I just feel dirty. Saying I'm picking City, <laughs> um, I would prefer if neither of these teams won because they are the bane of Liverpool fans' existences. Really, the past couple of years. So I will go with first leg. Is it is it at the Etihad or is at the Bernabeu?
1: Spain, uh, Bernabeu, first leg. Okay,
0: so I'll take one um, one at the Bernabeu, and then I'll take two uh, nil at the Etihad for for City.
1: Yeah, Adam. Uh, so going to what you said at the top, speaking for my Real Madrid friend. Real Madrid fan friends they'd rather win the league and see Ronaldo win Champions League naturally but if it wasn't him I don't know which one they would prefer but I don't think it's going to be a tough one for Real Madrid to get up to number one it's the Champions League Zidane's also never lost a Champions League at all regardless of what Ronaldo did for even though I give more credit to Ronaldo but still uh and it's an interesting little La Liga versus Premier League matchup. Yep. Because I mean it's kinda it was La Liga for a while this decade and then Premier League took it at the last year. And it's also a real bit of a there's so many factors in this matchup that are currently injured. Laporte's still not back, and if he's not back, I don't think City has a chance. Sane is getting back into training, and if he doesn't leave in January, he should be back. Hazard's supposed to be healthy in like a week or two, but he has to get back and find form. And Asensio could be back in the lineup or back in the rotation by then for Madrid, but I think Madrid's got it. If again, like I said, if Laporte's not one hundred percent, then I don't give City a chance. Their defense just doesn't. If Otamendi starts, (laughs) they have no chance.
2: Well, that's the thing too. Is we we've talked about City at the beginning. uh, Who's it was Mourinho said. The, you know, the best three teams in, in England are Liverpool, Man City A, and Man City B. Mm-hmm. But now we've seen Man City B, and Man City B can't beat, you know, all the teams that we thought they should. And I wouldn't say this is Man City B anymore, it, it's Man City like A and a half, but Man City A and a half just, we didn't think it at the beginning of the season, but they have turned into something worse than what we expected. If Man City was fully healthy and they had everyone, they had Laporte back, do you think do you think they beat Real Madrid hands down?
1: I still don't. I, I'm taking Madrid in this matchup. I no think, matter what, I think regardless, because I think they're the perfect type of team that can slow them down. De Bruyne's going to be surrounded by Cruz, Casemiro, Valverde, and either Isco or Modric, and like, and him and David Silva and whoever ends up lining up with them, just they're going to have a hard time dictating that midfield because Madrid's going to make the sac- They're going to sacrifice a winger to control the pace of the game, and. If they don't make mistakes, Madrid's defense can clamp that city front line pretty well. No, Ramos, Varane. I don't know who's going to end up lining up for fullbacks. I don't don't think Zidane knows either yet. And then just that city defense with how they've been. I don't know if they can stop Benz and Hazard in full form.
2: Yeah. What's your prediction for score, Adam?
1: Scores. Okay, so... Might have to be a... Madrid wins the first 3-1, and then they win the second 2-1. It's going to be two late goals just because City is going to be pushing everyone forward. Gotcha. Okay. Valverde is going to be the man of the series. Valverde.
2: Uh, last sort of big one, Chelsea-Bayern. This is a matchup we've seen before in the Champions League, most famously in the final. Chelsea won that one, right? Yep. Um, This, this is a really good one, but just because Chelsea don't have the stars that they used to have um, I, I don't give them as much as a chance. I, I really don't think there's there's any scenario in which they win this one, especially when they 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 really haven't been getting it done in the Premier League and and Bayern is as much as they they've been slippy a little bit in their league this year. Um, I I just don't think that Chelsea has the firepower to keep up with them.
0: Yeah, this these are like two inter-European teams who like do not like each other because of their history. It smells like Robert Lewandowski is going to score like 7 or 8 <laughs> goals in the in the two legs of this se- of the series. I have no idea what Chelsea's doing at any point. They will win convincingly against a top 6 side in the Premier League and then lose to like a bottom 3. That's just how they like, it, it makes zero sense. I don't know what Frank Lampard's doing at all at Chelsea I'm uh, sorry about the fact that he wouldn't play Pulisic for the first half of the season because he hates Americans that, <laughs> that is a legit like conspiracy <laughs> I have like he hates Americans and so yeah I'll take Bayern just to spite Frank Lampard
2: but the thing is and yet you say all those and yet Chelsea you are still five points clear of fifth
0: place Five, Yeah, fifth place. Chelsea doesn't want to be in fifth place. Top four? Nobody, Top four in a year when you have a, a revamped team and a new manager. That's because Arsenal, with all the attacking power they have, are completely unable to win a game. And, and United, and, and you, Spurs. Oh, oh my goodness, and United is, is just an absolute dumpster fire and a half. <laughs> that's been fun to see. And Spurs, they're just shooting themselves in the foot. Literally, if you're yeah. Harry Kane, you have a leg injury every other month. Yeah, I mean... the. I mean, we can herald Liverpool for looking so good in the Premier League like this season, but let's look at how bad everybody yes. else has been, too. Yep. We'll,
2: we'll get to the Prem later, but Adam, do you do you give Chelsea any chance? Not
1: much. And going off what Hunt said, they lost to Bournemouth at home, went to Tottenham in 1-2-0, lost to Southampton at home 2-0, and then went to Arsenal in 1-2-1, and then went to Brighton and tied 1-1. So nothing Chelsea doesn't make sense. Yeah. But- you want to go back a little further they lost to West Ham at home and lost to Everton 3-1 in uh, the interim's managers first game that was the big
0: dunk effect yeah the Whatever. man I love this Chelsea just collapsed so so fun
1: it's it's Byron I mean Chelsea again like look at their big games lost to Liverpool lost to City they got outplayed by Leicester go in the group stage lost to Valencia should have lost to Valencia in Spain And if it wasn't for two red cards, they get blown out by Ajax.
2: Which was probably the game of the group stage.
1: So I like Chelsea. I like Pulisic. I actually do like Lampard. But no, they don't have a chance. They're going to lose the first leg, and then in the second leg, it's going to get I think Bayern blows it open when Chelsea presses.
2: Like one of those Bayern Arsenal ones?
1: Yeah. Like the Bayern Tottenham game in the group stage. And uh, Lewandowski scoring five. (laughs) A hat trick and a brace?
2: There you go. Jeez. That's just mean. Okay, four more. We won't go... I'll just go... Who you guys think is going to get through? Because the interesting thing about these is is it's kind of like a big team against little team. But if you think there's any upsets, let me know. Valencia, Atalanta.
0: Duvan Spata is coming back for Atalanta. They, he's been hurt for a little bit. Um, but I think he's going to at least score one. And this Valencia team is so weird. You look at the names on their squad. And if this was like 2017 or 2016, this team would be like a top four <laughs> Champions League team. Uh, just look at the. I'll just read out some of the names. So Elia Kim Mangala, who used to play for Man City. Yep. Jeffrey Kondogbia, who has been all over Europe, but made most of his name at Inter. Kevin Gamero coming over from Atleti. Uh, Danny Parejo has been her, there for like seventeen years. At really least. underrated player on FIFA, by the way. Yeah, Denny Shereshev, who played very well for Russia in the World Cup. Jasper Seleson, first year after he moved from from Barcelona. Uh, and yeah, that's about everybody that's that's. Oh, and Francis Kakolan from from Arsenal <laughs> formerly. This team like 3 or 4 years ago would have been so good. Um I don't care who wins this game at all. Like it doesn't matter. Valencia will probably win just because Atlanta's got one guy. One guy. So I'll take Atlanta. Or I'll take um Valencia. This game's going to suck. Yeah, I'm going to take
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to take Valencia. They they did good topping a group at Chelsea and Ajax, especially going to Amsterdam to win yes. the crucial 6th game. True. And I like some of their players. I'm a bit Big on Gamero and Rodrigo. Okay, two Valencias. Spurs-Leipzig. Leipzig. I'm actually kind of big on this matchup. I'm pretty excited for really?
0: it. Yeah. This is a game that Spurs are just going to drop for no reason. At least one of the legs they will lose. Um, put the mortgage on Emil Forsberg scoring at least once
1: in, in one of the two legs. I just have a good feeling that he's going to do it. He also takes the penalties in the big moments for them. So if they get one, it's him. The interesting
2: thing about Spurs, though, is they were without Harry Kane in their Champions League round last year. And they got to the final.
1: I do slightly think they're better without Kane. I, I, I just I like how I they don't play. know if they're better. I, they look better. I think better. They, they play differently, and I think it works better without Harry Kane. And with the way Mourinho manages, if they're going to counterattack, you know, Son and Lucas up top with Dele behind them is kind of nice.
0: Especially the way Dele's been scoring. Iss- issue is, is that who were they going to put up top if Kane's not
1: playing? That's, I think they, 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 they turn the wingers into strikers. Yeah. Oh, they, they just, play they a just, false nine. They just
0: bring Son up
1: to the front, Son and Lucas and even just leave him outside or, and have Delhi f-
0: play a false nine. They they're not going to bring Lucas into like the 80th minute. Right. And then he'll, he'll score. And then he'll score a hat trick. Yeah. But like <laughs> Aiden, what what's your prediction for this one? For um, Spurs Leipzig. My I I don't even have a, my only prediction was that Emil Forsberg was going to score. Um probably Spurs. They'll ride off the the back of their final appearance last season. They're going to lose to whoever they play next round unless they're playing the winner of Valencia Atlanta, <laughs> which is very possible cuz that's just how yes. Spurs has it drawn out for them.
1: I'll also throw some money on Werner getting a goal or a goal two or three.
2: Yeah. Uh Barcelona Napoli. This is one I saw in the summer when they came for preseason. And, and granted it's not the same teams, but Napoli was horrendous and Ousmane Dambele ran right on them. I know he might not even play in this, but do Napoli have a chance by then?
1: No, absolutely no, they, not. They don't but, like, on paper, they seem like they're the kind of team that should be able to give Barca issues, but we just know it's not going to happen.
0: Here's the thing about, about Napoli. Since their group stage win against Salzburg on October 23rd, in all competitions, they have won two games. Two. In two and a half months. Two. Jeez. Napoli, who a couple of years seasons ago were really pushing for a Serie A uh, championship. Yes. Uh, they lost about, like, one or two points. Yeah. Two, they've won two games against Genk in the round of whatever. Is it like round of 16? No, the, group, the stage. group stage, and then a, a, a league win against Sassuolo. Two, that's it. That's the only games they have won. I think Liver, not Liverpool, Barcelona play Napoli every season. The Premier League season yeah. in the Champions League. Sheesh, it's too late. It's first week back from from break. is <laughs> yeah, it's rough difficult, very on difficult my, on my brain.
2: I feel like I've been back for like two weeks, and it's Thursday. Yeah. yeah, it's
0: been four days. Anyway, uh, yeah, they're just gonna get absolutely housed. I think Barcelona will have no problem taking care of Napoli. Do you think it'll be as close as say three goals over two legs? Um, yeah, I could see it being three nil at the end of two legs.
1: Yeah, Barca Barca aren't blowing out teams. It's not like they're playing yeah. great, but they're just they'll do enough. They'll win the round of 16 matchup and then choke later. But, no, I, I hate seeing how bad Napoli is because I'm big on their forwards. Insigne and Lozano. Yep. Kind of like Mertens.
2: Uh, the last one, which is I'd say is probably the biggest lock the Champions League has seen in the round of 16 in forever. Leon versus Juve. Is there any chance
0: Leon topples mm-hmm. Juve? Who even plays for Leon anymore? I. That's the mm-hmm. thing. I don't know.
1: Memphis did. He tore his ACL last. Yep, Memphis, and that's <laughs> it. And then I forgot who his name is, but their second best player, best midfielder, tore his ACL too. So it was a lock with them, it's a lock without them. Well, it's obviously yeah. a lock without them. Yeah. You guys
0: yeah, Alexander Lacazette's gone. He's been gone for a couple of years. And uh Ned El Fakir finally left in the offseason. He's at Real Batiste now. They they have Memphis Depay, who's now hurt. They have Musa Dembele, not the not that one, the other one, the one from Tottenham. Uh, no, 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 the other oh, one. The, the, other, the other news. The Moussa one that's Dembele. coming to Chelsea. Is he going to Chelsea? I've heard rumors about Musa Dembele there's going to like Chelsea. There's like 19 Musa Dembele's in Europe, <laughs> so true. I don't know which yeah. one's which. This is, this is the French one, not the Belgian yeah. one. And I think he, he's the one that is rumored going to Chelsea. He's yeah. the 23-year-old right who, who made his name at Celtic.
1: Yeah, no, oh! So he, he's there. Gotcha. And is that it? Yeah, that's it. The Belgians rotting away in China.
0: Unless Mapu, Yanga, and Biwa. He's holding down the back line, maybe. I don't know. He's kind of old. Jason Denier, who was on uh, Man City for years in their system, and then they just kept loaning him out, and now they just sold him him to Lyon. Yeah, this game's going to be a lock. I think Juve will have no problem beating
1: It's the tied first place team in Serie A with the best Champions League player ever against the 12th best team in Liga. Yeah, nice. Nice. It's quite the matchup. (laughs)
2: If you think about that, that is insane. There's no reason that Juve should win by less than, like, Five goals over two nah, legs. You, you, no.
1: Thing is, Juve don't play that good, so they'll have like two boring two zero wins or one zero yeah. win. It'll
2: be like one. Yeah, it'll be three, like one nil, two nil,
1: three zero on aggregate. They'll win the away game by one.
2: That's just how What's Juve operate. Because sorry doesn't change his tactics
0: or whatever. Adrian Rabiot is going to play all one hundred and eighty minutes of the two <laughs> legs, and he will make so many mistakes, but then we will score a goal. And everybody will be like, oh, he's great, best midfielder in the world. Not worth it. All right, so we have
2: completed the roundup of the round of sixteen. Uh, it'll be interesting to see who gets through and in what tape shape once the quarterfinals roll around. Let's move into the Premier League now because uh, we we're getting on a couple changes. I, I feel like we're just urging to talk about this. Uh, Table is kind of maybe starting to take shape. I mean, we're 19, 20 games in, and it's still, like, like fluid, I feel like. You know, the mid-table hasn't really stayed the same for, for much at all. There's still only five points between 18th and 11th, which makes me nervous because... That gap is, is getting lower, and Newcastle is moving down the table. Ooh, uh, that's a... The one thing I found, it's interesting. Sheffield United somehow has still just grinded results out. They are two points out of automatic European qualification. This season in the Premier League, like Aiden said earlier, Liverpool have been great, yeah, but the rest of the league has just been like very even.
1: Yeah, and, well, Sheffield had a tough run. They had to play City and uh, Liverpool back-to-back, so they slipped a little. But, yeah, no, it's just – the whole mid-table is, like, back-to-back-to-back, one-point gaps, tied, goal difference to decide who's on top. I don't – oh, you go. I mean,
0: yeah, it's kind of a mess. I, I look at – outside of, like, the, the top six teams, who are, like, the best six in, in, you know, the whole league, I think if you look at seven through 18, because – Norwich has been atrocious, as we would have expected. And Watford has been way worse than, yep. than anticipated. People
2: were, th- were thinking that they might break the top That's like one of the teams that might might have broken the top six.
0: Yeah, they have won four matchups in 21. So uh, 7 through 18, I think Wolves are honestly the safest to keep their position. Because they are... I mean, I would die for Nuno, if I'm being honest. <laughs> I love that man. I, and and it, I'll root for him against any team except for Liverpool. Because I love how it's just a bunch of aging Portuguese guys on this team. <laughs> and then Diogo Jota, or whatever his name is, and, and Rahimenez. It's yep. like, th- this is the most ragtag team, and they're so fun to watch. Yeah, This is are. like the the 2016 Leicester team, if they weren't that good. If they were like a little worse, that's what Wolves is. A poor man's Leicester.
1: Yes. Yeah. They'll but, win the Europa League instead of winning the Premier League. Uh, that I would love that. Yeah, I think they will. And Wolves
0: in the Champions League? Are you kidding? That'd be incredible. Uh, yeah, they do get automatic that's qualification. That's the thing, though,
2: is is they would they would uh struggle in the in the Premier League the next year.
1: Well, I mean, they're dealing with they with Europa League this year. Like right by the time the Premier League gets started, they did two rounds of Europa League qualifying. Yeah, which is why they drew they did, every they did, game to start the season. Right,
2: they started slow and they weren't winning games. They weren't losing them necessarily. They only have five losses, but they they weren't winning them.
1: Yeah. I mean Arsenal's not going to finish 10th. I think Arteta's is going to turn it around. So that, that...
2: That's the thing. He, they only have one win in the last 5.
1: Yeah, you know, he he didn't take it over by results, you know. They they let the Chelsea game slip. They tied Southampton. But I trust them to they get They
2: struggled against Leeds. They got dominated against Leeds in the first half in the League Cup or the FA Cup this
1: week. Yeah. I mean, they're not going to like push for top 4 by any means, but uh they'll get above Sheffield. They might not get above Wolves. I don't know what's gonna happen with Tottenham and Man U. They're just so inconsistent. And that's the weird
2: thing with the with the table now is Arsenal wins two games, you know, they win they win their next two. United draws one and loses one and suddenly they're in fifth place.
1: Yeah. And I mean they're playing the two teams they're playing two teams above them with Palace and Sheffield back to so back. But if they, you're an Arsenal
2: fan, that those are two games you should win.
1: Yeah. I mean Arsenal's not worse than them despite the table. They still have the better talent. They set a Bit of a clown show going throughout the season. You
0: got to wonder how Arsenal fans feel about Burned Leno wasting the prime of his career playing for them. This team is atrocious. Yeah,
1: I feel bad for Leno. He's always been like a better goalie than he looks because of his Arsenal stats. And he's
0: been their their
2: bright spot this season when he hasn't been making mistakes. Yeah,
1: is Danny Danny Caballos hurt? Ceballos, Uh, I
0: think he did get injured. He because I haven't seen much of him. And David Luiz, how is he getting major (laughs) minutes? What is going on at Arsenal? What I is happening, know. Mikel Arteta? You, your first thing you should have done as Arsenal manager is just put David Luiz in a rocket and fire it to the moon. <laughs> Makes no sense. They have so many, I mean, not so many because everybody's hurt. Hector Bellerin's the most, I think, injury prone man on this earth. Yep. Yeah. Next to Harry Kane. Um, but Socrates Papastopoulos, however, you, uh, dude's got a long last name. <laughs> um, yeah. He, you know, he was there for at Dortmund for how long? Yeah.
1: Like 2014 to. Seventeen, eighteen, I think. Yeah, that's a few
0: good years. He was a, a, and he was a staple for that defense too. Yes, yeah. And somehow week in, week out you show up at, at the Emirates and for some reason you just forget how to play
1: football. Just the arsenal effect, you know. You can't sure. <laughs> he unless you
0: unless you're an attacker, then you get really good, but it doesn't matter because you give up a ton of goals.
1: Yeah, like you'll <laughs> you'll disappear when you're most needed. Exactly. You're the top Arsenal.
0: Uh Liverpool
2: outside of Europe, not outside of Europe, but in, in England. Title race effectively over the the new. I don't like that. Club World Cup. Why not? I don't like you
0: saying that because it's I, cause
2: thirteen points. They have a game in hand. It's effectively sixteen points.
0: Because I'm superstitious and this is scary. No team should Thir- be this good.
2: Thirteen effectively sixteen points. Also,
0: they are famous or infamous really for just collapsing in January. You're right. Let let's let it sit a little bit and we'll see. They haven't lost a game. Yeah, they they lost one last season, one one game. And that entirely decided the title race.
1: But I- even last year, they were, they were they didn't look as good. They were drawing games here and there. This year, they're just. I
2: I disagree. I think they look they looked almost better last year. There's a lot of games this year where they have. Been so close to to drawing, and then they somehow lose it or win it at the death.
0: One a lot of one goal games. Yes. you can almost bank on a seventy fifth minute or later goal in
2: yeah. every game. They're These haven't weird. been pretty wins,
1: and you, for a while they weren't keeping clean sheets until lately. Oh, uh, they've what like three? Uh, it's probably higher by now. That's been
0: due to injuries. I think they're they're one solid center back away from from being the best de- defense in the that world football has seen this millennia. Maybe like maybe they're really good. But the fact that Dan Lavren is still getting major minutes for this team, especially when Joe Gomez hasn't been playing great when he was hurt. I think if if they had signed Amiric Laporte before Man City, mm. this Liverpool team would not have allowed a goal, maybe the or entire if, season so far.
1: Or if they got Delit instead of Juventus.
0: they I don't think they're gonna get
1: delayed. Yeah, Delit I mean, was going to either I don't think it was ever linked, but no. like if they would have done that, unite the Dutch back line or center backs. Yeah, really. Crazy. But the entire
0: well, they have a, a youngster from Netherlands too, Kiana Hoover, or however I yep. think that's how you say it. Uh, he might be pretty good.
1: I don't know. I was like slightly holding out on you know saying Liverpool's champion champions, even though I kind of believed it the whole way through. And then they played Leicester in that pivotal matchup and won four zero.
2: That was so, disappointing coming from a, I don't Liverpool.
1: like Liverpool perspective. Yeah, Leicester was never going to win the league.
2: But the, the one thing we have mentioned though is Liverpool's depth. If a couple players goes down, that's that's the only scenario in which I see them slipping up slightly. I still don't think they could. S- I use okay. the word slip, and if, pun intended. If then, I don't think they could slip up enough where they give the title away.
1: You think, sixteen points. Yeah, no, like it's
2: ten, ten, nine, ten is attainable, and if sixteen. I don't think if if you're gonna lose not.
1: your lead, it has to be the, the 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 holiday stretch where you're playing every other day. And, which they and didn't the thing do.
2: is. You, Leicester's not gonna do it City literally has to win Every single game The rest of the season
1: And if City beats Madrid They're not They're not gonna pay attention To the Prem no. They're just gonna keep You know Right Playing the B team Which isn't as good as it looks The week before
2: And it, it, I just I really don't think it can happen
1: No I, I don't really don't I, I mean I hope you're right
0: I really do However I'm not sold yet the, I can, I can see thing?
1: it But I'm just so I'm convinced by their Until own the
0: trophy Is in Jordan Henderson's hands I will
1: not say anything. Hey, uh, question for you. Would you. Hold on,
2: hold on, because uh, this is going to be a lengthy discussion, I can tell. I, I, I just want to read something out. So, uh, City currently have three draws, and no, no, excuse me, two draws and five losses. Last year was was an, uh, a record year for them, and they had two draws and four losses. So there is a chance if they go on a streak like they ended last season with and, and win every single game, that's the only way it can happen. But I don't see it happening. Adam, you're I, I know what you're going to ask, and I, I'm so ready for this. Discussion. I really hope you disagree. Cause that would make this very fun.
1: I hope I'm asking the question you think. I hope you are. Uh if not, you better ask it. Be- I, I be- will. Become the Invincibles 2.0 or win Premier League and Champions League. No, oh, that's not the question. I didn't think it would be. <laughs> um
0: oh, win Premier League and
1: Champions League. All right. Premier League and FA Cup or Invincibles.
0: Uh Invincibles. Okay. No, no one cares about the FA Cup. Yeah, okay, are you kidding? I, I, <laughs> that's where I stand on it. False. <laughs> no
2: FA Cup. Okay. No
1: don't. People, yes, they do. <coughs> nah. In that, England, that not was,
2: here. That was Arsene Wenger's savior for the last five years of his career.
1: And people don't think Arsenal had a good decade, though, when they won three. I feel like people have already forgotten. Okay. Exactly. Even though I do try pushing, Arsenal, even in their down years, were significantly better than Spurs. But, yes,
2: I, I would agree with that. Um, What's your question? I'm curious. So, you mentioned until the trophies in Jordan Henderson's hands.
1: Oh, that one.
2: Adam can't stand Jordan Henderson and thinks that he effectively should stay on the bench while Fabinho, Wijnaldum, and who else? Keita. Keita. Play, play mm. midfield.
1: But I will say, I'm still with it. Like I don't think he's better than any of the three. He's gotten better this season. Yeah, Jordan this Henderson...
0: Aiden, your response. The first like three years of my Liverpool fandom, I couldn't stand Jordan Henderson. And somehow, I think James Milner has just rubbed off on him, because as he's gotten older, <laughs> Jordan Henderson has gotten better. It makes no sense. No sense. He might as well play for Chelsea, because it makes no sense. Um, but... I mean he's he's fine. He's played very well and his leadership's gotten a lot better too. I think he's matured a lot. Um James Milner will play until he dies on the field. I really think that. <laughs> James <laughs> Milner is is also in the best shape of any yep. Liverpool player. Is Iron the, man. He's
1: the ultimate utility player. And he's the oldest guy. He can go on the wing, the center mid or left back.
0: Yeah, that's crazy. And he's been
2: everywhere too. But he played at Newcastle, he played at Aston yeah. Villa, he played at Man City. How old is he? He's he's thirty four.
0: Yeah. So he's he got. Just, he just signed an extension with Yeah,
2: I was gonna say he's got five solid years. The way the shape he's in.
0: No. At least he'll, he'll be Gareth Barry two Yeah. He'll play until he's forty. But is Gareth Barry still playing? I don't,
2: I don't think so. I think I think he retired somewhere. I, I did he play anywhere after Everton?
0: Yeah, he went um he went to West Brom. Oh, Oh, and he's still yes. He's still playing somehow. He's 38.
2: Oh, but he only he he only
1: has three matches this season.
2: Still, not bad.
1: The championship has like 30 by now. I think
0: he has the record for most appearances. Right, Premier League.
2: He is the the quintessential English midfielder who you know doesn't score the goals, doesn't do anything flashy. But
1: he was the original City midfielder. Yeah, going way back. But the Liverpool midfield is going to be interesting when Fabinho gets healthy because I think he's a locked-in starter and Klopp oh, yeah. keeps talk- Klopp keeps he- and yeah like my I definitely want him to have that. I think he will. Uh and Klopp keeps talking about how good Keita is and how he needs to get minutes when he's healthy.
0: Well Keita is one of the few Liverpool midfielders who can really play box to box. Yeah. And so I think that's
1: why he wants him to keep playing. And then I mean maybe Henderson Vainaldim duel for that last spot, but I give Vinaldum the edge.
0: Well, yeah, because it's it's going to be more of an attacking role, so yeah. you have to give that to Vinaldum because yeah. Henderson isn't as good as an attacker. Although he's had some absolute screamers over his career, some of the goals he has scored, like the I think the one that against
1: Chelsea from two yeah. ago, yep, and a few against City, I think.
0: He pops up and
2: does it every once in a while,
1: and he has an oddly good long ball now. <laughs> like not not he's like a better John Joe Shelby. It has to be over the top. It doesn't, like, split them on the ground or anything. But he's been starting the odd attack here and there. Yeah.
2: Um, one interesting thing I found about the table is there's only one team who hasn't won a single game in their last five, and that's Norwich. Um, I think they're down no matter what. I don't think they can come back up unless Timu Pukki goes on a run like he did to start the season. Um, I-, I wonder who you guys think are going down and who's going to be in that 17th spot and just escape.
0: Let's keep in mind. Norwich beat Man City this season. Yes. One of their three wins was Man City. And one of their other ones was was a pretty notable one, too. If I think I'm it was Chelsea. Mistaken. Yeah. What is what? Well, yeah, that doesn't surprise me at all. Uh, <laughs> yeah, if, we, if it is <laughs> Chelsea. Um, I've loved watching Timu Pugi. He's been a lot of fun. Plus, great name to say. Yes. Um, who do I want to get relegated or who is going to? Do Who's, both. Um, I I love watching Bournemouth. I think it's fun that they win, you know, random games. Yeah. Unless it's against Liverpool, then it gets me really mad. Um, I think Norwich and Watford, they're both going down. Watford could potentially save their season in which Villa would go down, but Villa has made a few moves for some players in, I think in January, they've even gotten a couple of guys. Um, and Jack Grealish has been the entire team. Yep. Like, there's no support for Grealish. I
1: hate him, but he's very good. I'm a big Grealish fan, actually. I wouldn't, uh, yeah.
0: I, I mean, so if West Ham lose their game in hand against Liverpool which is very possible. They will have 22 points. They'll be two points out of the relegation zone. I think West Ham going down to the Championship would be earth-shattering. Like nobody would think West Ham, you know, 10, 15 years ago is going to be playing in yeah. the
1: Championship, I don't think.
0: So, especially the new stadium you know, and everything least, and all the yeah, managers the, they've the had
1: the last few years putting all that money in getting the new stadium. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Burnley and Brighton are in that 14, 15 spot. They have 24 points. They're in a weird position. Burnley their last five games, they lost three in a row and they've won two in a row, which is all Burnley does. They're yep. like, we're gonna lose a few games and then Jay Rodriguez and <laughs> Ashley Barnes are just gonna score a bunch of goals, uh, and Chris Wood, I forgot about him too. So they'll they'll stay up just because that's how they always do it. And then Brighton, Matthew Ryan will just he'll have at least four clean sheets in the second half of the season. That's my hot take. So I think Brighton stays up. I don't know. This makes this this table is just atrocious. Yep. It's it really a, is. It's a bad look for the Premier League for claiming to be one of the the best or most competitive league in all of of European soccer. Th- these teams are just crap, man. Yeah. Mm. Well, I mean, you can't. Some yeah. of, not all of them, you, but like some of them, like man, it is entertaining. It's, oh, a, it's extremely entertaining. Right. You never know because on, on a whim, Bournemouth will beat anybody, <laughs> and Chelsea will lose to anybody, yep. and Crystal Palace—they're in ninth place. Wow, somehow good for Crystal Palace. Boy, Hodgson. they're seven, seven, and seven on the season.
1: And you know, are you worried at all Newcastle goes down? I'm looking at these last five games. Yeah,
2: yeah. if you would have asked me before those last five games, no, because we were like in eighth and we were, I don't know, like nine or ten points off a of relegation, but now it's, what, five? Uh,
1: That's two, yeah. bad, two bad weeks. At, Bournemouth at 20, Newcastle at 25. That's two
2: bad weeks and we're in the relegation zone. Yeah. So,
0: I don't know. Um, the second longest unbeaten streak currently, though, in the Premier League is Everton.
1: they have on four straight unbeaten. But they lost their last, I think. That's okay. That was in the. They had it going for a sec. Was, I'm, looking at, the, I'm the... looking at
0: the wrong way. Oh, okay.
2: Yeah, I see what you're seeing. I see what you're seeing. Yeah. Um, one. If I can just really quickly go on a one rant, just Newcastle related. I'm sick of Joe Linton. So sick really? of him. He's <laughs> a, he's a waste of space. I'm done with him. I I understand it's hard to score goals when you when you come into a new league. It, he has what two? 2 in 21 games. I know he hasn't played every single one, but the other thing is if you're not scoring goals, you got to be doing the other things well. His hold-up play was good at the beginning of the season. It has deteriorated immensely and he's just not very good at it anymore. And that you don't need a 40 million dollar striker to do that. You've van Andy Carroll. Andy Carroll against Everton when they lost, he he won uh, like I think it was like 26 aerial duels, which is like the most in, pre- in like Premier League modern era history. So yeah, he's like 6-4
0: like though. So,
2: Joe Linton isn't that much smaller. And he, he is the same physicality. In oh, the Rochdale in the FA Cup, Joe Linton was literally got the ball. And I, I was about to do a thing, a, a, like a demonstration. I realized I have to stay close to the mic. Got the ball, turned. All he had to do was pick a corner. He was eight yards out. He put it wide against Rochdale. And then a 4 year old scored on this to cause a replay. But that's my. I, we need a striker in the transfer window, and we need to. I'm I'm done getting behind Joe Linton. I've got behind him for twenty weeks, and I'm done now.
1: Yeah, I wonder what they saw in Joe Linton because it wasn't like he had a bad season. He had seven right. seven goals and five assists the year before at Hoffenheim, but that was his only year. The year before, well, I mean, he was on loan before that. So I mean, I guess like it's not like new. It's not like Newcastle can go for much higher, you know, with like the competition around the league. Yeah, but I wonder just like what was the. What the expectations were for him from the management team this year. I would, I, I would love if, um,
2: we we got a signing in January like the Poppy one from a while ago mm-hmm. that just injects the goals into our team and takes us into Europe like we did. I really don't think we we could get in Europe or, or should get in Europe because it caused problems for us the next season in the league. But, I, I, I we need a striker, in the winter.
1: Yes. Is that really like the biggest problem with the team? I can't say I've watched a lot of Newcastle. Yes, I'd say
2: so. And the fact that Florian Lejeune likes to give the ball to the other team recently. <laughs> that, that that's my
1: rant. I, I I will stop
2: ranting because it's not healthy. Um. Moving on from Premier League, unless you got anything more, Adam. Nothing.
1: We about covered it. Okay. Yeah, most of the big six. Um. The the, bottom half.
2: The next biggest news I thought this week was FIFA came out with their their Team of the Year cards. Um I have some disagreements with them. I'm sure you probably do. Except I mean there's a lot of Liverpool players in the yeah. in the team, so maybe not. Uh goalkeeper Alisson 97 overall. Um along the back line from right to left. Trent Alexander-Arnold at 95. Uh VVD, the first ever 99 defender in FIFA, which I think is pretty crazy. That's that's a pretty great accomplishment.
1: Yeah. I guess with FIFA adding all the new cards now, kind of there's more room to upgrade. Right. Cause there's already been like the '87s and or '97s and '98 versions.
2: Yeah, uh, Matthias delict at a '96 overall, and at left back Andy Robertson '94. Uh, along the midfield CDM Conte '97. I think his card. If have you looked at the like the actual like stats on the cards, I I Not think his card much. is the best out of uh, the whole team. Uh, center mid Frankie De Jong from Barca '94 overall. Center attacking mid KDB at '98. I think his card is the second best. And then uh along the front three, Lino Messi, ninety-nine, of course. Mbappe, ninety eight, Sadio Mane, ninety-seven. And if you look at Conte's stats, there is I, I don't think there's one that's lower than eighty-five, and there's only one that's lower than like ninety-two. Dude's got like I think it's like eighty-five shot, ninety-one pace, ninety something passing. It, they're crazy.
1: Yeah. So I just
2: your initial reaction to this team, uh it, which card do you like the most?
1: Okay, so Initial well, Carter liked the most. Van Dijk being a 99 is excellent. Yeah. You know, he 99 he does, defending is insane. I'd yeah, be
2: surprised yeah. if you were able to get past him, even with a 99 Messi in the game.
1: Yeah, he's just so I mean he has everything right for FIFA. But some of the selections are interesting. Do you think Conte deserved it? Um if, here's the thing.
2: See, the one I had a problem with was De Delict. But I, I only think they get chosen because they're young. And they were the, the Wonder Boys. But here's the thing. So, uh, I, I don't know if Conte had uh, his best year, but his second best year is still very good. If you look at the other nominees, I don't think there's a player you can put in there over Conte.
1: The other nominees, I have to pull up
2: the... And that's and that's why I thought Conte was all right. And that's why I also was sort of okay with DeJong, just because... Uh, it it would, it would it would be hard to argue that you take somebody else in the nominees and put them over de
1: jong yeah okay so again i don't know i don't have the list of nominees but going Let's see if i can find possible it possible replacements i'd give lewandowski maybe over mbappe he lewandowski had the most goals of the year i think it was That's 54 true, yep. to 43 to mbappe i'm not sure about mbappe's number but lewy had 40 i mean 54 i'll give it to mane yeah, De Young and Kante, I feel like Fabinho maybe should have found his way in there. I understand, you know, wanting to give the gesture to the Ajax boys, especially that the team broke up.
2: You know what's interesting? Um, if you, never mind, I I just, I was about to completely lie. He's not on the, so I, I was looking at the list of the nominees and I thought I didn't see Lewandowski, but he's on there. Yeah. He is on there, so. Continue. Sorry.
1: Uh, so Fabinho, I think, has to be in there for one of them. Like, if you're going off quality, Conte's obviously one of the best midfielders in the world. But I so know.
2: yeah, he isn't. He's listed as a CDM, so he would have been in over Conte. Yeah,
1: I don't know what like his what about his 2019 necessarily justified the selection. Okay, like it was not a bad year by any means. They won your Europa League, finished fourth or third, but it just wasn't one of those years for him. I don't think that really should have got him in the team.
0: I think they just wanted to avoid putting another Liverpool player cuz it <laughs> would have been, very it would have been over 50% Liverpool players yes. had Fabinho gotten the CDM spot.
1: And if it, if you're looking at the defensive side of the team it's everyone but one. Yeah. Yep. And you can even argue Delict maybe shouldn't have gotten it.
2: That that's what I'm saying. I I was saying De Jong and Delict were the two ones I disagree with. I don't think Delict is the second best center back in the world.
0: No.
1: And you wouldn't I be mean, alone. Second best that. center back in the world? No. Second best center back of the year, maybe. Mm. Ajax had their run. They won the double, went to Champions League semi. Yes. Netherlands went to the Nations League final. Regardless of how many games are actually in 2019.
2: I, I think the thing is, though, this is not necessarily an award. So if you're looking at the stats, then you're telling me that all of Ligt's stats are better than Sergio Ramos, who I think is the second best center back in the world this year.
1: No, he is. He's the second best center back in the world. But also just with how FIFA has to inflate it to make it a special card, it's hard to actually like dissect the stats and think right. that. Even though I feel you on that.
0: Plus, you do get a chemistry boost between Delict and Van Dyke, because they're, because they're both Dutch. Yes. Which, um, which honestly, they might be thinking about for for EA. They, that yeah. might be their thought. That could it's be. Like, hey, I yeah. didn't even think about that. Very well. We'll, we'll, could we'll be. get the chemistry boost if these two. Um, I I don't know if y'all have ever heard this stat before, but in Conte. After his first year with Chelsea, they won the league. So, after that year, he was the he had the the most tackles in the Premier League for the past 3 seasons, which makes sense cuz he played great. What's even crazier is that he'd only played the Premier League for 2 seasons <laughs> up until that point, and he was the leader uh, in tackles is, for the past 3 seasons after yeah. playing 2 seasons. That is crazy. Nuts. Give it to him every year for that reason.
2: Um up top Adam, so you think Lewandowski over Mbappe? Yes. Aiden, do you see anyone else up top that should have been in over? There's nobody that goes in over Messi. Do you think there's anybody that should have been over Mane or uh, Mbappe?
0: Mane, no. Um, Yeah, Lewandowski, maybe he had a great year. Mbappe, though, I mean, I think the World Cup. No, wait, no, because that was 2018. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I can't think of anybody. I know there are a lot of people who were mad Ronaldo didn't make it, but it's like. I don't think he had a great year. He didn't. Like, who cares? Shut up about Ronaldo. And he scored less than 30 goals in the league. Which is, which is crazy that scoring less than 30 <laughs> goals yeah, means was you're like, like oh, w- you're not worth being the the sh- the striker of the year. It's like because you scored less than 30 goals. Yeah. Like, so did everybody
2: else. It's just the expectation for Ronaldo. Yeah, it yeah. wasn't a
1: bad year by any means, but I guess Mane won Champions League, had a great one, give it. I'm, I'm all right with him getting it. It was, just, it was annoying not seeing Ronaldo in there. Oh, uh, okay. But, you know, he, he's off to a flying start in 2020. Already got that hat trick. Aiden, do you have a favorite card in there? Have you have you
2: looked at have you looked in depth at the specific stats of each one?
0: Well, right now. It, um
2: if you look I think the the best card stat-wise has got to be Kanté. It 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 is insane and then right behind him KDB. Even though Kanté is 97 and there's there's KDB at 98, Mbappé 98 and Leo 99, VVD 99. I think Kanté's card is just whack. I mean, if you play with him it's just like I feel like there's just no way you can lose. I, I got to get a good look at all at all the uh,
0: all the cards.
2: He hardly has a stat under ninety. It's just wild.
0: That that was how it was for a couple seasons ago. Roger uh like team of the year, team of the season card was he was in the eighties for every single one. It was like eighties or nineties, and it, I think he was like a ninety six overall. It was it was absolutely nuts how well rounded his card was. Mm. I mean, I'm looking at content, yeah, eighty eight shooting. But everything else is man. Yep. Ninety-one pace is really unrealistic. He's not that fast.
2: I agree. That's the one thing I think they do kind of uh, inflate the numbers
0: just because it is a team of the year card. I hate to say it though, him being five foot six really does hurt though. It's a great card, but he's still short. Yep. I think he's my, not going to win any
1: headers. My second favorite part of the team after Van, the Van Dyke one is that Robertson made it and got the the recognition he deserves.
2: Yeah, I agree. I think he, got, he is Scottish, so I can't I can't
1: uh, argue with it at all. This year.
2: I Here's the thing, though. Is, tell me if you guys disagree or not. Um, They are the best attacking fullbacks, no question, in the world, and their crossing and passing is just as good as Kevin De Bruyne is, honestly. Defending-wise, I don't think they're the two best fullbacks in the world.
1: Robertson's a great defender. Trent isn't. okay, And that was going to be my next thing. Ro- the card should at least be equal. Because I think I don't necessarily I, – I like Robertson more. I feel like – I don't know. They should be the same. I don't like how Trent's rated higher. Do you think Trent
2: is just regarded as a better player because he's English?
1: Not English. It's because he took the corner. I <laughs> honestly think it's because he had the moment.
0: I mean, he is – since I think the start of 2019, he's had more – Assists than any other Premier League player, and he's a right back. Yep. Yeah. I get that he plays super attacking. He was he was raised and developed as a midfielder. People are thinking, oh, maybe he'll go back to play midfield someday. But like he's doing fine playing right back right now. I don't think he's a bad defender necessarily. I think Robertson's definitely better. I'm trying to see where are Trent's free kick stats. I don't see. Oh, here. Oh, he's a 94. Yeah, nice. That that makes sense. Jeez, makes sense. Have you have you guys mastered the the
2: free kicks on FIFA 20?
0: Have not. I, I didn't buy FIFA twenty. I, I heard it was disappointing. I heard there were a lot
1: of bugs with it, so I didn't buy it. It's annoying, but it's better than nineteen.
0: But until FIFA fixes career mode, I will not buy it. Mm.
1: What's neat need, needs what needs to be fixed? A lot of
0: bugs. Um it, they do the thing. It was an issue for years where say in twenty in FIFA seventeen, um a team Manchester United, they need a striker at the start of the season because at the in that game they, you know, they needed a striker they end up buying, like, Lewandowski, Harry Kane, Antoine Griezmann, Romelu Lukaku, like, all at the same time. Like, that's a problem for FIFA. Like, you can't have that because you have world-class players now on the bench because you bought seven of them for the same (laughs) position. And then what happens is, sometimes they'll buy all of them, and then they won't start them because the computer doesn't know who to start in their lineup. It's like, this game is being, is is struggling. It's only in career mode that that happens. Yeah. And... It's happened every single season since. That's disappointing. So,
2: Uh, One final question before we go. I want to hear from you guys. Do you foresee any surprise transfers during the January transfer window? And are there any transfers that you really want to see?
1: So I got the one I wanted to see already. Holland, obviously. But I don't think so. City keeps saying they're not going to sign anyone. So who
2: would you be surprised if they did sign?
1: I mean, if they got a center back... But everyone's just so expensive. And if you buy them in January, they're even more expensive. They're not getting Koulibaly right now. Or, I mean, I don't even know who else they would consider. The one I could, we talked about this like two weeks, two podcasts ago. Um, Umtidi's getting forced out of Barca, it looks like. But I don't think City's going to go for him or anything. But if that happened, I'd be shocked. That'd be a surprising one? Okay. It'd be a surprising one, I can imagine. Anything else just seems crazy. Aiden? Yeah, I mean... uh... The only like big
0: blockbuster transfer I could see happening is if Leroy Sané decides to leave mm. in in the winter and not in the summer. I forgot about He's that. He really wants to get out of there. Maybe I think Bayern is the most likely option. And how? Okay, who is the the Schalke keeper that Bayern
1: just got on a free? I saw that. I don't remember his name. Anyway, any my
0: point is that Bayern Munich somehow keeps getting free transfers <laughs> in their own league. Do teams not know how to protect their players? First it was Lewandowski, who's become one of the best strikers ever. Then it was it was a couple other guys. Leon Goretzka last season was another Schalke player who uh you know was playing midfield was a great player, had a lot of potential. And then his contract was expiring, so Bayern just signed him on a free. And they did it again with their starting keeper, who was also their captain. I, I got to look up his name. But it was like you, none of these teams want to win the, the the Bundesliga unless well, you're Bayern. It was like, we're just going to, we don't care about that's it. That's
2: the thing, too, is it, I feel like if uh, this is just me, but I like, I, I enjoy playing time. So if you're a keeper, why would you go to Bayern right now?
1: <laughs> yeah, you got another. Well, it's a, oh, so it's, it's Alexander Nubel. Yeah, you got another few years till Neuer's out of there. So exactly. yeah, Neuer will be
0: out, but he's, he's German. So he'll take over the German uh, national team keeper position, too. But it, after Ter Stegen. But is also not looking very good because he just gave up three two goals in the final 10 minutes right, to Letty and. You know, you never know. He he's pretty streaky too, and he but Burn Leno's still there too. So who knows? <laughs> That's true. I, I think they're just gonna keep him there. He'll develop until Neuer is old or dead, whichever happens first. <laughs> um, yeah, no. But it makes sense that that no German team other than Bayern and Dortmund win the league. It's because they all just give Bayern and Dortmund their players. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Although Weston McKenney is is coming up on being one of the longest tenured Schalke players, <laughs> which is is. Bonkers, yeah. That like everybody, there's been so much turnover that now Weston McKinney, who is I believe 21 years old, yeah, 21, is one of their longest tenured players, and he's had 60 appearances in Bundesliga for them. So he's been there what, like two and a half seasons? Yeah, but it's 2017. That's how much turnover they've had. Jeez. And there are a few guys who've been there a little longer. Now that that's crazy,
1: <clears throat> but I did forget about Sane possibly leaving because I remember they inter- they asked Pep about him. Like a few weeks ago, and he couldn't confirm where he was gonna be, or like if he was gonna be here for the second half of the season.
2: I think that'd be a mistake because I honestly think Sané is better than Gabriel Jesus.
1: Oh yeah, for sure. And I mean, I don't think Bernardo Silva is a winger. I think he's much more of a center mid. I agree. So I think you got to get him back and let Sané and Sterling run the wings.
0: And that'll happen once David Silva leaves. If he ever, if he actually if he actually
2: does
1: at the end of the no, season he he yeah it's right, confirmed so. They right. should keep him. I'm worried he's going to go to Bayern. He obviously. just
0: seems like he's he lasts forever. Yeah, he, yeah. the thing is that he will go to Bayern. Yeah, it's like like, it'll,
1: it'll I, can't, I can't think of another team he'd go to.
0: I I mean, if I had to like a dream transfer, I think Liverpool needs they need another center back at mm. least for for added insurance. And the perfect guy that I've been looking at for years now, who I think is going to be great when he because he's he's still young. I think he's like 23, maybe 24 years old. Is Jonathan Ta from Leverkusen? Mm. He's a great player. Tall, he's like six foot three. He'll, he'd play very well alongside Virgil Van Dyke, and yeah, he's twenty three years old. He's six foot five. Oh my bad, Jeez. he's even taller. He's the same height as Joel Matip, who doesn't know where his feet are. Um, so <laughs> I, yeah, I think if if that was like my dream transfer, what would happen? I'd just say ship ship him to Liverpool. And then well, they have depth too. Yeah,
1: okay. but I guess one maybe could happen transfer. Is you if, already
2: got your dream transfer. So this no, is no. one of these. No, get out of it. This isn't
1: dream or anything. <laughs> Vin- Vinicius Jr. walked out of Madrid training like angry two days ago, you know, kind of threw a fit. When Hazard comes back, he's even though I didn't end up reading all about it. I don't know if it was like if it was exaggerated in the headlines, but when Hazard comes back, Vinny's not going to start. And it just they often play a winger there, anyways. Maybe he goes on loan for like a, a half season, a year and a half, just to actually, you know, get minutes, consistent minutes, and learn how to finish and cross. So that. It could. There's no links or anything, but we're early January and he's throwing a fit.
0: Mm.
2: All right. Any final thoughts, opinions, anything else from you guys before we say sayonara?
1: I got nothing. I got nothing. nothing.
2: All righty. Well, we hope you enjoyed that episode. It's, it was a long one since we had a lot of stuff to cover since we've been back. Uh, We'll be back in better than ever, probably not weekly since college is done, but... We'll be back previewing quarterfinals of the Champions League at least and recapping anything that happens in the footballing world. So, uh, as always, we hope you have found this episode to be in the great words of Ray Hudson. Magisterial! Join us next time.